Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Summer Breakfast. I can't believe it's over. For so long, we thought it was so far away, the return for myself and Bearshead. And I must say, from the top, I mentioned my man, my colleague, Bearshead. I am somewhat relieved he's here. Hadn't been paying close attention to what was going on in the world of the media. But it did pique my interest when a headline bobbed up relating to a media star, a young media star, an up-and-comer, new to the radio, causing a fracas at Noosa. And I, let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I was all chips in. I thought it was you, Brian Fletcher. Uh, no, it wasn't, mate. Although the Hemi is a little bit tall. Uh, thank you, uh, listeners. Good morning. Oh, listeners now. Yeah. You're back to listeners. Well, it's only until the afternoon. When I oh, say that's listener. listener. Right. Listener. And the great Marco is here. Marco. Morning, you, boys. How, how are you, Tim? my friend? And Brooksy. Good to be back, boys. And yeah. Sugar, looking fine, I might add. New glasses. Yeah, off the source. Off the source. Yep. How long? How long since Australia Day? I well, <laughs> I made no. I made a uh, bold declaration. Yep. That I'd be off the source, and uh, Stevie Price, my mate, I said it to him in a cafe, so he got me to sign a napkin. Oh. So I'm off the has source. He, has he moved to Parramatta? No, no. So I've signed it for 23. 23. I want to get, uh, as my brother says, get a bit buttoned up. So get hang it. on, you're going to have 12 months off the yeah. drink. Yep. 12 months. Yep. Is there yep. any odds? Because I'm. Are <laughs> you all in? <laughs> There's no way you'll do 12 months. Yeah. Well, I think I can actually. What about um, baby steps? Just do like nah. six weeks. You know how you did this time last year the Three, 75 hard. Two days ago. Two years ago. Was that two years ago? See? 18 months. 18 months. Well, my neighbour was telling me, Marco, hello to you, uh, Mark from Bundanoon, that there's a 75 soft. Right. I'm going I'm to explore that. So it's not quite as intense as the 75 hard yeah, that you blokes. Yeah, you don't want to be known as 75 soft. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be known as 75 hard. Yeah. That's another. <laughs> uh, hello to our listeners, by the way, who are joining you for the summer breakfast. Brandy and Vossie. So is Brandy back next week, Brooksy? Two weeks. Both back in two weeks. There's another week. I believe it's – it might be Jimmy and Jaleesa. JK and Jaleesa. JK and Jaleesa yeah. to finish. Right. And then B and V, B, VB are back the following week. How was it working with professionals, Barney and the professor? Like, you've been dealing with us all this time. Was it refreshing to get some professionals in your pocket? It was a bit different. Like, knew the boys, obviously, from Fox and, and no James from a long way back. But yeah, they, they got there. The Philpy – Filled in yep. as well. Steve Philp, the comedian, he was great. Worked well with Barney. Pranked uh, the missile. Oh, yes. Which I, was I one heard, of the great pranks. Okay, I've heard this and questioned without notice. Could we have a little bit of this audio maybe later on in the show? We will, yes. Yeah. yeah That's we'll called a tease. Oh, it's a great I learned about that. Yeah, yeah I like that. In, uh, over in the States. Yeah. We're going to get to that right now. Uh, hello to our listeners. However, you're tuning in. 11.70am in Sydney, 6.93am in Brisbane, 16.20 on the Gold Coast. Those on the app, perhaps, and those belatedly through the podcast, the Motorola open line is this, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 And in 2023, we are playing Ears Up Radio. We're here to listen to you. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. 1170 Check out the latest smartphones from motorola.com.au. Yeah, Brian. Yeah. Hang on, just uh, Motorola. Yeah. Wow, it's good. The yeah. flip phone. Yeah. Have they got, still got the flippies? Hello, Moto. Is that they still running with that tag? Yeah. Yeah. How could you not? Yeah. Motorola. Yeah. What's ever happened to Nokia or Nokia? Are they gone? What about the BlackBerry? Gone. That was king of the castle once upon a time. Yeah, and that was the, all the rumours that you couldn't get hacked. Yeah. 
Remember that? Yeah. And all the drug dealers were doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello out there to Marco from Maryland. Too, <laughs> yes. Uh, yes uh, well, you can have a shout-out to Benny from Bundanoon. Oh, that's right. Mark from Bundanoon. <laughs> well, I'm doing Maryland. Actually, speaking about shout-outs, uh, there is a Benny who was um, – he, he was quite aroused the fact that we're coming back. I won't say exactly what you wrote. There was a couple of bins. Uh, Ray, Razor, thanks for your uh, DMs. Foxy from Putney. Brendan Cowell. Cowley. He was pumped to have us back. Now, I'll tell you what, Brendan Cowell. Have you seen Avatar, Brian? I, I haven't, but I know you were waxing lyrically yeah. about uh, one, Avatar the movie. A bit long, you know, you said. Yeah, yeah. And two, you, uh, BC had a big part. Massive part. Yeah. So I'd be asking him about it. You know, Avatar, can you believe that? So he was in Game of Thrones, which is the number one watched streaming show, I think, of all time. And now in Avatar, which, you know, Avatar number one was the most watched movie of all time. And I've got another stat. Yeah. First movie franchise to ever hit two billion. Avatar. Yep. So he's, I'm saying, oh, mate, what's it like? And he kept downplaying it. And I thought, oh, that old chestnut. Okay, you're in Avatar, but you're basically in there for a minute. And so we're about two hours or so into the movie and still no Brendan Cow. And I'm thinking, okay. Then he finally pops onto the screen. Yeah. And I've sort of nudged Nashy, my young bloke, and I'm thinking, okay, here's his 30 seconds of fame. Well, let me tell you this. He plays a massive part. Is he a blue dude? No. All oh, right. So you can't tell you can tell it's him. Yeah, so so he he is in this massive film, and he's such a good, humble bloke. He's the most recognisable person in the whole film. Yeah. Because he's not one of the avatars. Can I say this? Yeah. Have the Cronulla Sharks latched onto this and will he be the number one ticket holder now? Oh, they haven't, I don't think so yet. But when he when they hear him say, Where are you, dirty bugger? Where are you, dirty bugger? You cheeky bugger. When he <laughs> says that, mate. So he's in an Aussie accent. Yeah. Okay. He's outstanding. Jesus yeah. a good bloke. I'm saying gow out, cowl in. Yep. Yep. There you go. Oh. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy Motorola open line is the way to have that. The affordable smartphone and the text line oh four five seven seven three six seven three six is the way to do it. Right, O'Brien. Yeah. Tell us about your travels. Uh, it was good. Got went to the states. Went to my highlight. Actually, my, this is going to be my highlight. One seeing LeBron James playing at uh, Crypto Arena. Didn't realise he is that big. And two doesn't do a whole lot. Oh, right. <laughs> Doesn't do a whole lot, but he gets cheered every time he catches the ball. Wow. Big man, and he just lopes up and down. I mean, you know, I'm not a, an aficionado of, yeah. of the NBA. But, but you know about loping. You're a mad loper. <laughs> Heavy loper. I lope. Uh, Louis Lopez. So, uh, <laughs> I was talking to um, a, a Brooksy about it. Yeah. And, like, he when he wants to turn it on, but he's older now, obviously. Yeah, the oldest, yeah. Where I was uh, very keen on LaMelo Ball. I thought he was a goer, but he got constantly booed. Didn't understand that that bit, but um, that was a highlight. And my other highlight, which I want to bring back to Australia, did a pub crawl on horseback in Mexico. Oh, but it was But it was tequila, <laughs> and they call it a, uh, a cantina. What they call it? Cantina ride. Right. And so I was on the horse. Now, this is the second time I've been on a horse. First time I've been on a horse... Uh, Bradley Clyde and Robbie Kearns <laughs> missed origin. Wow. Kearns, he broke his collarbone. Clyde, he got his feet <laughs> stuck in the steering and knocked himself out. Got ruled out of origin one. So this was the second time I was a little bit um, worried about it. But the gentleman that was taking us, he said, you've got to show that you're not an amateur rider. 
Uh-huh. Let me tell you this, after 60 kilos, <laughs> I was flying. I was like J-Mac. <laughs> <laughs> so you go to these little um, cantinas and it's like a because we were in San Miguel, which is an old part of Mexico, and you, it's like a, a saloon bar, like in the Wild West. So when you're at the bar, you can have a Les Kiss at, in front. Is that right? Yeah, there's like a little channel where you can... Yeah, you relieve yourself. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, that's good. And as as the further pubs we went to, or well, cantinas we went to, I was getting very, very confident on horseback. And he listened to me. Yeah, my little man. Did he? Yeah, J Mac. Uh, <laughs> you know the tequila can give you some confidence. And I was on the tequila in Cancun, Mexico, nineteen ninety six. That's a long time ago now. And they had the slide out oh, into the ocean. Senior frogs. Senior frogs. Yeah. <laughs> that's not very good tequila. That. No. It wouldn't have been. No. That's so what I the Seppos, the young Seppos get Well, I'm an 18-year-old. I was the youngest in the team, so I was the Dragons boys. And I said, right, hey, boys, let's hit the slide. And I led the charge. Mm. And it was a near-death experience because as we go down the slide, there's like 20 bullocking men behind me just half-drowning me. Somehow, I reckon the... Sounds t- like sleazeball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what else happened, Brian? Tell us, you went to the college final, didn't you? Oh, yes. Oh, this was an incident. I, this, I, still, I'm, I don't know if you're ready for this. this I'm I, ready. Feel, I feel uncomfortable talking about this. So with the Texan, one of the um, mm. one of our guests we usually character. have. <laughs> so the Texan's going pretty well uh, in his life. Mm. So he's got part of this thing called, I think it's NetJets, where you get a certain amount of hours to use on a private plane. So we're flowing from Colorado to SoFi Stadium, to, to LA, to watch the college ball. And it was great. Because the backstory is his team. He's from Fort Worth, Texas, and TCU had made the final. Never, never got this far. They beat Michigan the week before in a cracking game. They turn up against the Guns, uh, Georgia, and get absolutely towed up. <laughs> but it was great. Yeah. They were gone after the first touch. Uh, after the first down, was he a bit flat, your man? No, he was all right because we're drinking rum and coke. Oh, right. That's my new go. Yeah, right. Gone back to back yeah. to the future. Anywho, <laughs> the private plane. We land. It's all all good. We land. We come home. Was sitting in, so it was me, the Beast, yeah. and the Texan. Yeah. Uh, two of the Texans' kids and my youngest, Luca, who's not a good flyer. No. We take off from uh, LA, heading back home, and we drop out of the air. Oh, no. <laughs> but I thought it was turbulence. So Luca came running out, and she goes, Daddy, what was that? And I said, it's just, and I had to explain, it's when hot air meets cold air. <laughs> <laughs> so she's really, she was happy with that, but it didn't feel like turbulence. Then I laid down another 20 minutes. I was lying on the floor. And we just drop out of the air, and I, I fly up about a metre above. You, oh, right. So I knew something was heavy. And then the so text Luca doing at this stage? Runs into me and says, what was that? And I, again, hot air, Dale. My <laughs> <laughs> well, dad's laying on the floor. But what had happened was that we kept clicking out of autopilot because the right engine and the left engine have to talk to each other. Yeah. And for some reason, it was a calm night. It was all, all good. So the Texan who's familiar with the flying, was he okay with it? Well, this is the thing. Yeah. He was up into the cockpit oh, no. with these two older gentlemen who had had a heap of flying experience. They'd had 100,000 hours between them, which is massive. Yep. And I had Beast. <laughs> as he was, explain, explain Beast. Oh, Beast is from Maroubra. Yeah. Uh, we'll, get him on the, we'll get him on the line. <laughs> so Beast is turning around going, we need to have an emergency landing. And I'm going, what? And he was laughing, but he was nervous laughing because yeah. he's pacing up and down the okay, plane. Yeah. I've got the beanie over my head. And just praying, yeah. Mike Willis style. 
we had to have a, a an emergency landing in Denver. Oh, you did. Oh, Joe, it was the it was, and Luca's crying. All the other kids are crying, and I'm freaking out. But all it was was we couldn't land back in Colorado because of the instruments. We had to rely on old school yeah. piloting, and so these blokes landed, and he was one of the uh, uh, pilots was very gaunt and worried. He goes, "In 45 years, I've never seen this happen." Wow. So I'm a little bit, how you going on the flight, Rort? So the Texan just went, hey, man, let's just get the mechanics and, and fix them and we'll, and we'll fly back home. And these boys guys, we're not doing that. I just jump off like Pope John Paul, I kiss the ground. <laughs> I grab Luke and I just said, let's, before the Texan changes <laughs> yeah, his mind. That's it, it was harrowing and there was something about, an, there was an acronym and they kept saying, for example, it was V-O-R or yeah. V-R-O or something. And I'm going, Beast, what does that mean? Beast <laughs> is going, I don't know. <laughs> So it, yeah, for about forty minutes, it wasn't good. And then coming back home to Australia, Luca was a bit rattled by it. So she might have a little bit of child trauma about this. Oh, absolutely. Well, Dad's she covering himself with a beanie, showing no regard for the daughter. Well, I just kept saying, and laying on the no, floor. I did. I did this. Is what Brit said. Brit goes, "Were you, were you with Luca?" And I just kept saying, "No, I just kept saying the hot air thing." Yeah, yeah. Because you know, hot air, but cold air. It's fine. This is what happens. Yeah. But yeah, it was the, it was the autopilot. So very very scary. But. Uh, Great, great day up until that. Yeah. You... Oh, and then a six-hour drive. Mm. Six-hour drive from Denver back to Colorado with our Uber driver, who was Puerto Rican, <laughs> who couldn't drive in the snow. So we, we <laughs> drove 40 miles an hour, and he wouldn't speak. Yeah. He wouldn't have anything on the radio, and it was. And we'd had an archos before we landed. Oh, so no. You can imagine. Oh, well, just on that. So this studio on Enrique Glaciers, this studio <laughs> is quite cool, right? And if you're wondering why I've brought my beanie in, when cold air meets hot air out yeah. of the back of your shaminda, <laughs> I need to put the beanie on and oh, lay yeah. on the floor, Brian. Yeah. Um, just on the planes, I was talking to the spa man, and, and for those who listen to the afternoon program, the spa man's father, he's an engineer at Qantas, but his father was one of the most acclaimed Qantas pilots of all time, got a big standing ovation, Channel 9 did a big farewell when he left. But he was telling me a story about a pilot in the United States, and some of our listeners may know the story, where the pilot comes up with this unbelievable emergency landing. It's not Sully. In no, the no, 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 no. I immediately thought the same thing. But he landed in a an airport that's not even on the maps these days. Right. So that's all good. Became a national hero and, you know, lauded for so long about it. But then what it did, and this is similar to the hatchet-wielding hitchhiker. Oh, yeah. Right? Great, great show. So all that attention... There was this drug trafficking going on from this unknown airport, which is this particular airport. And then they they said, well, how would this pilot know to land at this airport? He was was in on the road. And then got life in prison from that. So went from being a national hero to them on the back of that working out that how would he know about this airport? They sussed, sussed him out, worked out he knew about the airport because of the drug Transportation. Right, yeah. Well, no, we didn't. We, we, we landed in Centennial, which is part of Denver, mm. and it was uh, it was all good. Our, our pilots aren't drug dealers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, speaking about the United States, though, on the screens here, it's all the lead-up, mm. and I'm, I'm going to go the early crow here. Get I'm, ready, Marco. Have, you no, got have we got it? Okay, let's go. <laughs> Philadelphia and Morris. Okay, but you don't want them to win. You've got no, well, they're on the other side. Yeah, but you've got an interest. Oh, you're going to do the... The Bengals. Yeah. The Bengals. Uh, Walk like an Egyptian. Yep. Walk like an Egyptian. 
<laughs> Joey Burrow. We're going to play this later. The, the mayor's gone rogue. <laughs> the mayor's gone rogue over there Welcome in Cincinnati. Uh, yes. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy to have your say for Motorola. We appreciate that. The text line 0457 736 736. Brian. Yes. Um, let's hit the uh, text line for a moment. What's happening there? Okay. Um, this is good. Seriously, you in a sports channel get better. <laughs> What was that in relation that to? That was before us. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good. Uh, Daniel from New Zealand. Yes. He's an avid listener. I think he's been there since day one. He says it's good to have you back. Uh, here we go. Good. G'day, fellas. Great to hear you back on. I'm off the pen and ink also, Jolie, and struggling. Have a ripper day. That's Benny from Spears Point. Tell you what, Benny. Gonna, I don't think you – why did you go 12 months? No, I'm actually – I'm loving the no hangover. I've got to lose a bit of weight, Fletch. And I find if I'm if I'm on the source, I don't train. No. So I've been training, um, getting into a bit of that. Joel and Brian, after hearing the interview on 1170, one of the RLPA executive members, this seems like a serious chat, Brian, isn't oh, it? God, do I have to read this here? To Herman, Herman S-E-S-E, um, with one of the senior team members of the RLPA team, and then I called the RLPA, I spoke to a man by the name of Luke. Yeah, Luke. What are you laughing? What, what, no, nothing. No. I advise Luke to check out the Mendesa song <laughs> over comment via YouTube and the Zed played. He can use his song as their anthem. Luke said he will. And when I told Luke that I was concerned regarding the delt <laughs> the deal in the CBA agreement between the players and the NRL, Duke assured <laughs> me, don't worry, Jason, it'll be so- sorted out soon. Well, that's Jason. Yeah. Jason um, might be pissed. <laughs> G'day Shaggers. Welcome back from 23. Uh, yes, you are. Uh, great to hear your voice too, Reptile. We seem to bring the crowd with us, don't we? We lower the standards. This is Summer Breakfast. Brandy and Vossi, I promise you. They're only a couple of weeks ago, but in the meantime, you've got Oscar Lutz. I'm breaking back with more. Hello, Moto Brian. Motorola call on. Let's get into it, shall we? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. And Rooster Ash is going to lead the charge for us in 2023. Rooster Ash, uh, as we go to you, He's all fired up for this as uh, we are clearly padding because Marky's saying, hold the phone, boys, hold the phone, hold the phone. And we're there now. Rooster Ash, how are you, mate? All right, buddy. Welcome back, fellas. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Rooster. What's Peppy Le Pewin? I was just just listening to your uh, travels, Brian. Yeah. And they wouldn't have been like any of the travels from your footy days or my footy days. Why, Why is that? Well, I remember one day we were coming back from Port Macquarie and um, um, Booby and Darky said to myself, Dickie and Turtle. That <laughs> what about a crew? <laughs> were you flying? Were you, were, you, were you flying poorly or you were In driving? The In the bus. In the bus, yeah. In the bus, seven beers on their way back. And... Um, and me and Turtle were devastated. Oh, Turtle. Absolutely <laughs> devastated. But uh, Booby and Darky were just cheering us up. Yeah, about, uh, about what? <laughs> about what? We need some context, Paulie. We need, uh, Gene up about what? About Muhammad Ali dying. Oh. He Is was it? still alive. The kicker carried on. I think you were still having a fight. <laughs> they told us he died and anyway after 20 beers and crying they told us that it was, it 
That wasn't right. That wasn't right. right. Well, Turtle, Turtle's a bit of a joker. Yes. Turtle is a bit of a a joker. Uh, Darky, not so much. No. Uh, Morning, lads. Yeah, what are we, uh, 28 and a half minutes into our season, Brian? Mm. Morning, lads. Any chance of a sports update, says Daniel. (laughs) And there's a regular theme here because Tim says, welcome back, boys, and love what you blokes are doing, but... How about on this sports station, any chance of mentioning the guy who equaled the record for most Grand Slam titles last night, Tim? Timmy, we'll get to that after that. Of course, Novak Djokovic, mm. um, a fair bit behind this too. He's had a tough five weeks, but we'll get right into that after the news break. Plenty happening in the world of sport. If you want a quick snapshot, the rugby went the way of the Kiwis. The rugby sevens got both titles. So there's a, a little bit of sport for you, Timmy, just as we... <laughs> and that's it. That's it for the next 45 minutes. Tune back in at quarter past seven and we'll talk about something else. Brian will be going around the grounds on the championship conference game as well, which is coming up. Philadelphia Eagles taking on the 49ers and I'm declaring the Eagles. Oh, well. They are home. There's a crow behind an eagle and we're about to go to the break. We've got the news break coming up. And then I promise you, Tim, Daniel, Brian, and also Bruce. Stephen, we are, and Bruce, we're going to get stuck into the sport right after this. Game, set match, Sabalenka. A win of Sabalenka. This is the Australian six, Open champ. Six for 2023. Four hit up the line. It gets uh, him stretching here. Sensi pass over the baseline. Novak Djokovic. He cannot be beaten. He's done it tough tonight. A worthy opponent who stretched him in two tie breaks. But Novak Djokovic has become even greater than he was. Kubler over the top. Zielinski smashes. Kubler once more. Nice. Hitchikata's fallen over. Zielinski into the corner. It's wide. Oh, what a way to win it! A green and gold moment for the All-Aussie pair on Rod Laver Arena. It's the All-Australian duo of Rinky Hijikata and Jason Kubler, who are men's doubles champions at the Australian Open in 2023. Yep, the Joker, Stefano Zitsipas, straight set, 6-3-7-6-7-6. He cruised his last four matches to... Championship glory, 22. He's now tied with Rafael Nadal. How many Australian Opens, Brian, would you say? I'd say 10. Yeah, because of you reading it? Or... <laughs> well, what's the first set last night? Okay, let me test you this one. Yeah. How many straight has he won on Rod Laver Arena? How many straight? I'm yeah. going to say it's in the 20s. Yeah, what do you think? Definitely. I would say not quite 30. Mm. I know he could beat that guy. Times that 10. 28? Yes. Yeah, okay, so. this is the final one for you. In fact, I've got two more for you. How many straight wins in Australia would you guess that is? I don't know, 50? 41? Yeah, close. 41, and he returns to number one for the 473rd week. That's three behind Steffi Graf's record of 476, so he's got to go past it now, right? He will eventually, yeah. But no, he has to, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, He has to. Yeah. So one more one more major, and then one more slam, and he's... Passes Rafa. But basically going to be the greatest tennis player of all time. Yep. I don't mind him. What's your thoughts on him? Uh, I think the missile who's going to be here on Friday, I think he sums it up. Like, you have to to be that good, you have to be a little bit different, don't you? you, you yeah. I, I respect him, put it that way. Do I like Roger Federer more? Yes. Do I like Rafa Nadal more? Yes. Remember when, when he first came in and he was quite, he'd play up to the crowd and he sort of won everyone over. He was, he was as they said, the joker. Yep. So he was quite humorous. Yeah. He sort of dropped off. 
doing that. He, yeah. And what happened last year with, which wasn't really his fault. COVID. Yeah, all, all, all that drama. But I just, yeah, I think he's phenomenal. He sort of flipped it. He he thrives off, I guess, people not liking him. Yeah. And you can tell, like, during the match last night, like, looking up at the crowd after points because people were heck, like, people have been heckling him. Yeah. You know, throughout when he's serving, during rallies, like, you can hear the crowd come in. The umpire had a hell of a time trying to control the crowd at certain stages. I'll tell you what they need to do. If you're a rugby league player and you've got a bad hemi, don't go over there. Go and see him. Because yeah. he was gone, apparently. He's <laughs> left Hemi. They said, nah, he's not going to last. And, well, it was his camp coming out and saying it. But last night I noticed there wasn't – the strapping wasn't there. Was the it? strapping. So do you think it was all a little bit of um, bit of mental well, I, I think there's a lot of that. He's famous for this quote. He said, the winner is the one who believes in victory more. And I reckon it's all part of it for him, the hamstrings, chat. He – he had met Stefano in a French Open form. Yep. And he said before that he was sort of asking the journos, has Stefano even played in a Grand Slam final? And they're like, mate, he played you. Yeah. So I reckon there's a lot of that going on. Now, it was just phenomenal again. You're a big John Millman man. Aren't you? I love him. Yeah. he's He was great. He He's – Channel 9 have got him on the commentary. He's a little bit different, which mm. we like. Yeah, of course we do. Well, speaking of different, this is what he says uh, on his social media. Tennis from a different planet. Uh, this last week from Novak. Rod, Rod's arena, but Novak's court. Rod's arena, but Novak's court. Very, very good. Thanasi Kokonakis, he's just different. Ben Rothenberg. So he's not the quarterback from the Pittsburgh Steelers, <laughs> but he's a tennis journo. He said 2022. Now, this is quite succinct. 2022, detained, deported. 2023, determined, dominant. Here's what Novak had to say on a tough Australian Open. It's a long journey. I know this is also a long talk from my side, but bear with me, guys. Um, I just have to say this because only the team and the family knows uh, what we've been through in the last four or five weeks. And uh, this probably is the, I would say, biggest victory in my life, considering the circumstances. don't know the entirety of the circumstances at this point, but uh, a tough time. I tell you what, he's confident, Brian, because he charged into the match with a Lacoste 22 jacket on. Meaning? A meaning that 22 Grand Slams was about to happen. It was imminent. Oh, sorry. I thought he was talking about last year. <laughs> Lacoste. Yeah. People still wearing that sort yeah, of stuff? Yeah, the crocodile. Well, you know, they've all made a comeback because you have a look at Cameron Smith, the golfer. He's a penguin man. Mm. So it's it's just all about going back to the future. Can I say this? Um, the tennis crowds, we've discussed this before. Yep. Easy getting. Just say anything, oh, laugh. Let's look, what's easier, a wedding or tennis? Tennis. tennis. So tennis, tennis is the easiest laugh you can get. Tennis, if you're mildly uh, – no, you don't have to be – you don't even have to be mildly amusing. No. Remember, remember when um, – Remember when was it Andy Murray? Oh, I have to go to the toilet, and the whole crowd just absolutely hosed themselves. <laughs> no. I thought, Try the schnitzel, bang. See you later. So all, all, all comedians should start as tennis players I, just I to get if, the confidence yeah, up. Yeah, you should because then progress just, to weddings. No one ever boos no. after after you, you have a speech. No, speaking about booing and cheering for that matter, the great Gus Gould had a, a tweet which was I thought was. He looks uh, good, Gus. He looks good. I reckon he's had the... 75 uh, hard for sure. Nah. Because nah. he he likes his chocolate. I reckon he's he's gone into the uh, Mediterranean diet. 
because he's out, out there at Belmore. Oh, yeah. A lot of Lebanese cuisine because mm. uh, he's looking good. Or he's had his stomach stapled. Well, he's looking good. I know that much. I rock on social media wrote this. Uh, why do the crowd need to be quiet? And Phil Gould, the great man, retweets and he says, imagine asking the crowd to be quiet while the goal kicker takes a conversion kick. Fair yeah. point. Why do we need to be quiet for tennis players? Is it, an old etiquette is it so thing? we can hear the jokes? Yeah. Maybe it is. Yeah. yeah, I think it's an old etiquette thing. From I think he's talking about when you're serving. Yeah, yeah, yeah all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's us. No, no, heckle. Well, that's golf's another one. Yeah, there's there's the Arizona Open where you can just cheer in that the party hole. Yep, where you can just carry on like a galoot. Yep, good word galoot. Mate, Tyron Smith used to. He's now a player manager, Tyron Smith. But when I was goal kicking, and he actually told me he was helping me out. I'd be practicing golfing at training, and he'd be throwing things, not hitting it, but throwing things at the ball to try and distract me. You know how to do that as he's kicking it. No, but well, you want that for the tennis. No, he, but he was just saying, you know, like just giving you a bit of a checkered passage, so to speak. Yeah, right. They get it too easy, the tennis players and the golfers. Speaking of, ten- have you watched his break point on on Netflix? Started it. Mm. Episode one. You watch the? I've st- uh, not really. <laughs> Is it good? So you haven't watched it? I fell asleep. <laughs> Why did you just lie to me about it? No, I have started it. Oh, okay. I have physically started it. Well, Kyrgios, they've done well with Kyrgios. Yes. He, he's, uh, he's gang because he comes across quite okay. Okay. And he, he makes a very good point. He said, why would I want to pay 30, 30 weeks a year? Because John McEnroe and uh, who's the other fellow? Oh, yeah. Uh, Roddick. Roddick. Yes. Says, oh, if I had his talent, I'd be paying, you know, 30 weeks a year. Yep. He's got it. And he came and said, oh, it just doesn't suit me, my mental... Illness. So are you in, mental health, sorry. Are you in his camp or not in his camp? I wasn't. No. But now I'm sort of warming to him. Okay. He, and he, he displays way too much public affection for his, with yeah. his new girl. <laughs> yes, yes, I agree with that. Like putting sweat on her and all sorts of bizarre. Did you see the oh, – what about Kubler and Rinky Hijikata? Yeah. What what a victory that was from nowhere. Yeah. So we've Go- gone back-to-back in the doubles, have we, at Australian Open? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Unseeded. That was good too. So when they play doubles, the crowd gets behind it. Mm. So what's the difference? Why don't we do it with the singles? Yeah, did party you, hole. Did you see? Yeah, party hole. Did you see Rinky with his with his speech? Didn't see Rinko. Uh, Rinko was just sat fired up about it. Greatest moment of his life. Blah 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 blah. And he's thanking the world. And and then he'd finish his speech. And then he had to go back to the. He forgot to thank his partner, oh. <laughs> Jason Kubler. Who he won it with. Uh, so there you go. Yeah. In cricket. <laughs> crowd, crowd would have loved that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they did love that. Let me tell you, it was the funniest thing they'd heard. Uh, Sabalenka won. She was down. I actually went to bed after that. I thought she was, uh, uh, how do you say it? Robicana? Robicana? Robicana, yeah. Rubikina? Rubikina, I think it is. There was, there was two pronunciations throughout all the coverages. I thought Elena yeah. Rubikina had her covered, but not the case. Well done to Sabalenka. The Perth Scorchers are through to the final. I'll tell you the story here. Cam Bancroft, he wasn't in there 11 to start with. They said, ah, oh, he's just too slow. He just doesn't score quick enough. Well, he's finished the year in the BBL with an average of over 50 and a strike rate of over 140. And he picked up the Andrew Simons MVP for the for the Big Bash. So unbelievable turnaround. Ashton Turner and Bancroft, a 132-run partnership. That secured the win. Another strong effort from Shawnee Abbott, three for 25 and uh, just over 40,000 in attendance. Meanwhile, Sydney Sixers will play the Heat in the Challenger to see who takes on the Perth Scorchers. The Heat won by seven wickets with eight balls to spare. Uh, Kawaja, Labashane and Renshaw played in the match, so some big guns there. They've now won six of their last seven matches. Renegades are straight out the back door. Two losses 
Tara Tatiana, Usman Kawaja on the momentum of the heat and the departures as well. Here's what Usman had to say. Look, I still think we've got a lot of good depth. And I said, I, I really didn't score too many runs until the last couple of games. So the top four, you know, Renners had one good innings, but we didn't really do much. It was the bottom guys that were getting us out of trouble. So if you look at it that way, it was, we still won lots of games doing that. So I'm sure the guys coming in will do well. Fingers crossed we keep riding this momentum. But Scorching the Sixers, they're, they're, the, they're the teams to be. They're the, they've been the best teams of the competition for a very long time now. They're clearly the, by far the best team of the competition. Those two this year... It's going to be a tough ask. We're going to need something special from one or two of the guys. But, you know, at T20, I'm sure they can do it and anything's possible. Yeah, that's the Australian way, isn't it? Saying the other team is the favourite, as Usman Kawaja was doing there with his purse. Oh, I want a player to come out and say, no, nah, we'll win. We're the team to beat. We always sort of put the other yeah. team. Does it really matter? Well, it, it does, because then the coach puts it up on the dressing room wall. <laughs> Motivation. No, well, it's, coaches love all that sort of stuff. Speaking of coaches, what about Arnie? Yeah, me and Arnie. What's he doing? Four-year deal. Six million bucks, Graham Arnold. Yeah. And when you think about this, the grey wiggle, we forget about his efforts to get Australia into the World Cup. Ready. If if, that, if he doesn't save that goal, no. then Graham Arnold doesn't get a four-year contract, does he? So you should be saying he should be thinking him, taking him out for a snitch. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we've got, I just want to go to the text line because Spanky wants to know. Now, he's blowing up. So he's done this in capital letters. How has this sports channel not even told us why Turtle lied <laughs> about Muhammad Ali. What was his motivation? Yeah. I can't tell you. I know Darkie was, Darkie was, I think Darkie instigated that whole thing. Yeah. Turtle was just the conduit. That's right. He was on the mic on the bus coming back from uh, Port Macquarie in the paddock. Uh, footy trip away of uh, 1988. And if you've got any other stories to tell with zero context, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, Or <laughs> listen to Jimmy Smith. Yeah. <laughs> that was a sports update. Thanks to Isuzu. Live your own way in the Isuzu D-Max. Summer breakfast on SEM with thanks to Brighton's lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness. Contact Brighton's lawyers. Vossi and Brandy here. Hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget, you can listen live to the show every weekday morning from 6 till 9. Tune in through 11.70am in Sydney or anywhere in the world through the SEN app.